this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Hey, Ben, what are you doing? Man, I, I'm just staring at this podcast. I heard, like, if you stare at it long enough, you get this, like, secret message in your head. Oh, I hear it. Yeah. Well, whatever. Fuck you, man. Snoogie Moochies. We're talking mall rats on the pod of dreams. I've never met a person who lives in as much fear of his mother as you do. You want I should tell my mother what we do in here at night? What, that you play video games and I fall asleep unfulfilled? Oh, she calls you callow in here. You say that like it's bad. Well, it means frightened and weak-willed. That was the only part of the letter I thought was complimentary. This is Brody's private hell. Where the hell did that come from? What's going on here? And these... Brody man, noochie-noochies! ...are his friends. Ow! Oh, sorry. It's all right. What's a stink palm? Take your hand, you stick it like this. Uh, there, now you shake hands with the guy. You know how long it takes for that smell to come off? <laughs> if you stare at these things long enough, you're supposed to see some kind of hidden three-dimensional picture. Oh, yeah, look, it's a sailboat. You saw it too, damn it! We, uh, we slept together one time, remember, in high school, that, that ski trip? That was you? Dude, this looks like your mom. Bye-bye, Easter Bunny. There is no Easter Bunny! You know about this game show thing they got going on here? Well, we need you guys to somehow ensure that it doesn't happen. Fly, badass, fly! Good evening, and welcome to Truth or Day. Second suitor, would you ever make Whoopi in public? No, I, I think that's kind of personal. I don't think I should answer that. Mall rats. You said it was a good size. When a girl says it's a good size, it's a nice way of saying that it's small. What else did you expect from the director of Clerks? Hey! Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Pod of Dreams. We're talking mall rats this week. If you listen, we will pod snoochie boochies. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying it over and over again. Um, I'll snoochie your boochie, Eric. Ben, what does snoochie boochies mean? Uh, is it a is it a noun? Is it a verb? What I think it's a noun it? for weed. That's my best guess, but I think it's one of those words that. He's very malleable, like, when you know, he, fuck, he, fuck is they, a word that can be a lot of things. Yeah, okay. When they first run into each other, he says, like, noochie noochies, right? And they do their little dance together. I, I'm very confused. Anyways, uh, coming in hot on the mall rats talk. We're talking mall rats um, this week. I picked it because I, I think Kevin Smith was going on tour or something, and he I saw, read some article where he was talking about his time in Minnesota filming mall rats. And it like, I guess I had knew known that, that they filmed it here, but forgot it. It was information that went in my brain and out my brain. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, that's right. It was filmed here in Eden Prairie. And I had seen this before when it came out in the late nineties, it was probably like a, you know, friend thing, a bunch of friends watching it. I didn't remember it totally. But time out. Do we know why he filmed in Minnesota of all places? He's from yes. New Jersey, right? Okay. Because it was super cheap. 
Okay, I was so, wondering if you got a sweet deal. Yeah, it was like it was ten. Mall. I think it was ten thousand dollars was the total fee, and the reason they could do it is because the Mall of America had just opened, and the Eden Prairie Mall was like at ghost capacity. Town. Yeah, it was like nobody was going there anymore because Eden Prairie is pretty close to Bloomington. I mean, it's not a far drive, but um, so it was just like oh, a dead, dead mall. So okay. there was ten thousand dollars they could film at night every night for like months that they filmed it during during like the winter months. And uh, yeah, it was just like a super cheap way to make the I movie. Was which is about ten thousand dollars is so cheap to be. I mean, back then that was more money than it is now. But like to rent out an entire mall and change crazy. the placards on the storefronts or whatever. To, yeah, well, yeah. Like yeah, no, no, no. I think they like literally sectioned off half the mall, and they could do whatever they want. I mean, they built those the scaffolding, and they had a stage constructed, like huge, you know, production here. But yeah, for ten thousand dollars, it's crazy. So yeah, that's that's why it's filled in Prairie, and um, I just thought let's let's check it out. We haven't talked Kevin Smith. What? Let's just maybe we'll start there. What are your overall Kevin Smith thoughts? Uh, I mean, for as a, a filmmaker in my life, well, as a filmmaker for the most part, I mean, he's more a writer to me than a filmmaker. Really, the parts of his movies that work, at least for me, it, it's really about the the writing and the vibes and the ambiance. It's not like very few of his movies with one notable exception i think wow this movie is so well shot they're shot fine they're not poorly shot but they're just sort of by the numbers filmmaking um for a hot minute i was into kevin smith late 90s early 2000s probably before jersey girl came out and that little window um but i didn't see any kevin smith movie in the theater until uh clerks 2 and then Zach and Mary make a porno. Um, I liked his movies. Uh, that was your first Kevin Smith movie? Was No, Clark- my first movie in the theater. Uh, uh, my, oh, okay. my first movie was Dogma, and I didn't see it in the theater. I, I don't even remember how I saw it. A friend's house with buddies, either late late high school, early college, somewhere in there I saw Dogma. I think late high school. And I loved it. And I got a little more into Kevin Smith and then eventually got to Clerks and Mallrats. I haven't seen Chasing Amy ever so if you'd said that movie, I would have been very excited because of all the movies he's made, that's the one I haven't seen and I want to see the most. I had that movie and this movie completely mixed up because, like, oh. I honestly, I thought Ben Affleck's character in Mallrats was actually what his character is in Chasing Amy. I was totally when he showed up and he's like the bad guy in this movie. I'm oh, like, yeah. wait, what? Wait, that's not right. I was like, this can't be right. But yeah, it's because I was thinking of his character from the other movie. Oh, fascinating. Um because he's just like a complete dick in this movie. He's awful. Of course. Yeah, yeah that's he's supposed to be a raging yeah. piece of shit. That's it. And he, he's fine. It's fine. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't like Clerks 2 all that much. I, I'm not that interested in this universe. I didn't see the, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I didn't see Clerks 3 and neither did anybody else. Do really. you like Clerks, though? Oh, I love the, the first movie? Clerks. My, okay. my favorite, my top three would be probably Dogma, Clerks, and red state probably would be my, what is my three red state um we can talk it's a complete aberration it's unlike all of his other movies it's more like a straight horror there's very there's almost no comedy in it 2011 uh, i've never it's got even john heard goodman it. in it it's really great really? uh oh, but it's I very different if you're thinking a kevin smith movie this is not what anybody's thinking of when they're seeing this it's like a very serious it's a Ends up being like a terrorist hostage situation with somebody who's like the Westboro Baptist Church and Fred Phelps and is there anyway. Some kids get trapped in a compound and and John Goodman works for 
I don't know if it's ATF or FBI or whatever, but he, he comes to try to resolve the situation. Uh, anyway. I'm seeing now he's uh, in pre-production on a film called Twilight of Mall Rats. Looks to be maybe a sequel of the movie we just I watched. think he's stuck in like sequel because this is all anybody wants is, is sequels of these movies. But I, I haven't seen a Kevin Smith movie since Zack and Mary make a porno and Red State. Those are the last two I've seen. And so that it's been well over a decade. So had you never care. seen Mall Rats before? Oh no, I've seen Mallrats. Okay. It just, it was, it, 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 I, well, we'll get into it. Um, I don't like it as much as some of his other stuff, but I, I like it also more than I think I should. We can talk about it. Um, it's got a, it's got a lot of problems, I think. Um, it's so misogynistic and correct. sort of adolescent at its core, and it's like th- there's something like so like the center of the culture right now is is comic books, right? And this movie sort of feeds into that like white guy fantasy, which is like loser dudes who read comics and have super hot girlfriends. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. So funny like, these girlfriends that that... are too hot for them. These guys are losers and they're pathetic, but we're supposed to root for them. I mean, they, Jeremy London is supposedly a nice guy. What does he do? That's nice in this movie. I, I have no idea. There's they have, so he has no personality. Neither one really has a personality. How do you have your girlfriends? And I wasn't sure how old they were supposed to be. At first, I thought maybe they were like seniors in high school. No, no they're, they're definitely older, supposed like, to be out of high school. Yeah, they're college, college, college like age, end of yeah. college to 22, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But like Jason Lee lives with his but mom. Jay and Silent Bob, are how old are they? Are they 30? Who, like, who knows with them? Like, how do they know these guys? Yeah, cause, and, it's, and Silent Bob looks a lot older. And then Jay looks really young to me. Like, um, so uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like this movie in spite of itself. That's the best way I can put it. Like I find myself chuckling a lot, but well, it's de- so here, so here's my takeaway. When I was watching this movie, my like the first scenes were, were like Shannon Doherty's like dressing him down and like, why am I with you? I'm leaving. And then she climbs out. I'm thinking like, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, holy shit. This is just like what the center of the culture is now is like these white guys who all they cared about was comic books just had this fantasy of like having super hot girlfriends and like being totally lazy, which is like now everything, now everything's based off of those guys. Like those white dudes are at the center of culture with comics. But I was also thinking about is like, there was this period of time from, I would say like 95 to 2005 where Guy, I'm sure Kevin Smith is like the same age as most of these filmmakers where it was literally like just like the same thing. It was these white guy fantasy comedies where they're funny, um, but they just cranked them out over and over and over again. And sure. I'm thinking like Todd Phillips, uh, Tarantino, this to a certain extent, um, the, the, the Fairley brothers, like all of those, like Todd, did I say Todd Phillips? Um, you did. You did. Uh, uh, the Will Ferrell, uh, uh, Adam McKay, like all of those, they're probably all about the same age, but they were just cranking out Judd Apatow, all these comedies for white guys, like R-rated comedies for white dudes. Well, Judd Apatow didn't start till 2005. I just want to be clear. Some of these guys aren't really starting till the mid-aughts. Your general point, so like 40-Year-Old Virgin, that's like a 2004, 2005 movie. Okay, so let's extend it from 95 to 2010, I guess, whatever. Sure. I'm just saying, like, from that period of time, there was just, uh, there was always these kind of movies. Basically, through The Hangover. And once The Hangover series ended, this did start to go away. Comedies, R rated comedies for white dudes is basically how I would categorize this movie. But those just don't exist anymore. It's like a completely dead genre. 
which yeah. that was like a, my main. I was like, holy shit, there used to be tons of these movies and they made a lot of money. They were very successful. And I saw all of them because, you know, that was like it was like geared towards my generation, basically, sure. you know, people in high school at that time or college. Well, uh, part of what I liked about this movie for like more, the, the culture is all about, like nerds kind of won in, in a sense, at least with movies in particular and TV shows to an extent also. But there was this time in the 90s. Um, and maybe early 2000s where the nerds hadn't taken over and there was where they were uh, uh, they were kind of a subculture right like in 95 i think is when Mallrats came out 95 96 mm-hmm. the stuff they're talking about the references to wolverine the star wars this was something that nerds did it wasn't mainstream right and i was a little bit like nostalgic for the time where when that was the case when the nerds didn't win and and doom us to this endless scroll of marvel films that will never end ever um, yeah, it wasn't just IP blast back then. It was there was other. Th- I mean, Star Wars was obviously a popular thing before this movie. Sure, came and Batman out, was but, too. We get a Batman but there, reference. In there this, was but, three yeah. Star Wars <laughs> movies, and that was it. You know, there was t- two Batman movies or one Batman movie at the time this movie came, and that was it. Like it was there wasn't like you know twelve of these IP movies coming out all the time, and they weren't the center of the culture back then. Like said, so, yeah, it's like a crazy what a quaint time where. Not everything like, was about comic books. And Stan yeah. Lee, he's at this comic book shop, which I mean, and, and some of this is mall culture is like totally gone away. I mean, the Mall of America endures, but like the idea of this mall being this like center of youth culture, that that's totally gone, really. I think. Well, maybe. eighth grade was that was funny that that kind of popped up in there too. That yeah, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm out of touch, but uh, it, it feels like it's gone. But he goes to a comic book shop and Stan Lee is there. and There's a line of nerds waiting around the block, but in like, 2010 would Stan Lee be just at a comic book store in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. I think he was probably too famous at that point um, to be doing that. Um, just, just not niche enough, but uh, well, it's, it's also th- that raises a huge question to me is like Jason Lee is supposed his character is supposed to be this, like he knows everything about comic books. He's like telling the person they need cardboard in the back of their comics. He has this giant comic book collection, but yeah, he doesn't know what Stan Lee looks like. Like that was just completely bonkers to me. Because he's standing oh. there talking to him for a minute, and then Stanley's and he doesn't know that Stanley's at the comic book shop. He always right. goes it's to. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but but let's, before we get more into Mall Rats, um, I went on a big look diatribe about Kevin Smith. What about you and Kevin Smith? What are you? Th- I think you said they were complicated or mixed last week. Something like that. I just that. never, I never connected with it. Um, sure. I, I'm sure I had seen Clerks. I'm sure I had seen this chasing Amy Dogma. Dogma, I liked enough. Where it was like, okay, I, I like that movie, but like Clerks, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy are three movies that I never would have said I had like enjoyed or wanted to watch. Like I said, I probably watched them because someone else was watching it and I just didn't care. I just it just didn't do it for me. About I would say about five years ago, I I I watched Clerks to just like, okay, maybe I'm just wasn't giving it it's due and i liked it i mean there's some funny stuff in it, it I, I appreciate the fact that this guy like paid for it with his credit cards and stuff right. like 27 grand right dirt, i think that's kind of cool he's just like him and his friends decided to make a movie at a place he was working because they could and he paid for it himself and now we're watching kevin smith movies like i thought that was kind of cool um but it just never really connected I, and i think maybe it's because i'm looking at it from like a modern it's just like i don't know this stuff isn't all that interesting to me I don't care enough about it, it but but I, I think this movie actually I, I quite enjoy that. I think this movie is more like joke a minute kind of thing where there are lots of bits and there's funny moments where 
It's like, oh, I found myself giggling. I don't know if I burst out laughing a no, lot. Right. I, yeah, it wasn't a gut buster, but no, but as like, there's just some moments where like, it, it's nice and absurd. It, 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 it states that it's going to be absurd on the front and we get yeah. the pan shots of the storefronts at the mall. One's called popular girl. One's called like rug munchers or carpet munchers. They all have these ridiculous names um, that were in forest territory in the front end. It's not embarrassed to be what it wants to be. You know what I mean? It, it, it It's not hiding what it is. It's it doesn't tr- take anything really I mean, from, seriously. From the minute where she talks about the story where why she has to do the game show is just complete nonsense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was, yeah. It didn't make any sense, and everybody's nonchalant. And it was shot like a sitcom. It's like he almost. told her, he told the girl that she shouldn't eat the thing because she could get fat, and then she went and swam laps he said and died. The TV adds ten pounds, yeah, that's and she right. swam yeah. seven hundred laps and died. I yeah. had a yes. And so yeah. she had. I mean, that is like the setup to the movie. That's like the whole like reason for what happens in the movie. It's just crazy. It's stupid. and almost nobody has any actual personality or development. I mean, like there's no depth to any these are these aren't even two dimensional characters for the most part. No. I mean, they have com- absolutely they're comic they're, characters. They're, you know, they're yeah. flat. They're yeah. just totally flat. Exactly. But like on a panel. I did love that it was like a simple like there's no this movie isn't complicated. It's this no. dude's girlfriend breaks up with him and she's gonna go on a game show and he wants to stop it. Like that's literally the plot of the movie. And I'm yeah. okay with that. I like a simple plot. It doesn't need to be complex. And if it's funny, it's funny. I, the the only thing like Jason Lee is just somebody I have never, never liked. I was gonna it's, say this. You have a lot of people that you just are off putting to you. Yeah. Jason he's, Lee is in that camp for me. Just he's, he's just, got a lot uh, of Paul Rudd to him where he thinks he's charming us. and he's really not. Oh, see, I think Paul Rudd is in fact charming, but that's fine. You and I can disagree about Paul Rudd. To me, he's Paul Rudd without the charm. Um, he's he's all smarm, no charm. How about that? All smarm, no charm. But Ben Affleck's another guy for me too. Is like, I I don't get at all. I've never gotten why he's ever been in movies. What like he's no he has no talent to me. He, he's got not a good. really nice chin. I don't know. He's not good at anything. He's not funny. He's not a good actor. Like I, there's nothing about him that I like. I do not. He's tall, I guess, is the only reason he's in movies. Yeah, I don't I understand mean, it. I think he's he's somewhat good looking. I think that's that helps. I mean, if he looked like me, he wouldn't be in movies. No. Um, but I'm with you. I mean, the acting in this movie was straight up bad. I thought for the most part. I mean, Jeremy London. This is Jeremy London throughout the movie. Brody. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And it's like stilted. There's times I can almost like see the cut and the tape, and it just like didn't feel natural. Um, and he's got no. I mean, he's, he's got even less personality. Jason Lee was one of the best, and th- this is damning with faint praise. Jason Lee was probably one of the best people in the movie. Well, and he was clearly super high the whole time. You could see his eyes were like completely bloodshot. Uh, it's just cracked me up. Well, it was probably a blast to film. I bet they had yeah. a great time making the movie. Um. But it's like the acting is bad. It doesn't. I mean, it's just it's just so innately silly that I just kind of it got me on vibes mostly. I kind of floated along in yeah. vibes and occasionally smirked. Like the 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 back of a Volvo joke is so dumb, but they kept repeating it. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna have sex with her somewhere very uncomfortable. What like the back of a Volkswagen? Like just the, they, it reminded me a lot of Caddyshack because Caddyshack's a lot of the same way where it's not really like funny funny, but it's just fun. Like you're just hanging out. It's a good time. Like. No, nothing yeah, serious really happening. Celebration of slackers at the mall, right? Like yeah. people that Kevin Smith no doubt knew. And then it's like, Jay is so mean to silent Bob. And I just keep laughing. Just keep swatting the thing out of his hand. Keeps calling him a fat ass. And like, it's like, so mean and ridiculous, but it makes me chuckle. It's just, it's just ludicrous from the beginning to end, but it's not a good movie. Like if I'm analyzing this intellectually at all, 
it really isn't good. Almost all the component parts don't work that well, really. Like, I don't think the acting is that great. It's just something where it's like shot flat like a sitcom and it's not really interesting to look at. The characters are very shallow and poorly written, but there's just enough like the humor and the silliness. And it just just floats along. I was like, all right, I shouldn't like this. I can't really justify liking this, but it does make me laugh. It makes me yeah. feel nostalgic for a time, an era of movies when I was a kid and kind of movies that came out in this window of time that we kind of talked about. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's just trying to think if I'm, it was like, if I made the best performance, like Jason Lee, Shannon Doherty. And then I don't know, after that, it's like a cliff. I don't know. I mean, everybody's just really bad. Um, I mean, am I wrong? Or is the acting good in here? No, no. But I mean, how many comedy movies have really good acting? I, I don't know if the acting is a fair thing to criticize in this. Oh, movie. see, like an Anchorman, that has really great acting. It's comedic, but I, I think you get comedic timing and charisma and back and forth and rapport and all these other things that make the humor land even more. Um, this, I think you could have plugged in, like, you could have almost any 90s dude. You could put Devin Sawa in there for Jeremy Lund. You could put almost any dude in there. And it wouldn't be any worse of a movie. Um, you could probably have a lot of people doing the Jason Lee part too. I mean, I, I don't think it it matters all that much. I feel like is Jason Lee the star of this movie? Would you consider him so. the lead? Okay. I mean, he he had a bigger career than Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin was on like part yeah, what, five what else was he seven, in? Okay. Heaven, but like he's so not, he's he's not the guy from Dazed and Confused, right? Is he the the lead guy with long hair? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a different dude. Okay. Very similar um, character, though, where they're, he's supposed to be like an athlete because they talk about him playing football or something, but he's also friends with like the stoner guys. It's like an archetype that all of these movies had. But they're also he's kind of a bully. Like he threatens right. to beat up one of the kids in the line for not telling him what was happening in the comic shop. Yeah. Um, so it's like, but again, yeah, there's no consistency in his characters. Like, whatever. What do we need for the scene? He'll just do that. Um, but Jason Lee, I mean, he was my name as Earl. He's probably in other stuff, but I mean, I, he, he seemed to have the biggest career of like anybody. Shannon Doherty got like charmed, right? Is coming after this. So this is post 90210. Wasn't she in 90210? Oh, probably. I mean, she was the top billed act actor yeah. in the movie. So she was probably the biggest part of the budget was, was right. getting her. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was cost like 6 million. So she, I mean, she probably got like a million of it at least. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, but I yeah, what, what did this movie make? So you said it cost six million. I bet it made like a hundred and twenty or something. No, like it made that. two. I was fascinated. Oh really? By this. So oh, Kevin Smith was a ban- bankable in quotes in the '90s and early 2000s because he'd make movies for really cheap and then make profit. You know, Clerk was like twenty-seven grand and made four million. That's a really nice turnaround. This cost six million and only made two. But then he went back two hundred fifty thousand for Chasing Amy, and that made like four or five million or maybe ten. I don't remember. It, it made a profit. Dogma was 10 million, made 40 million. That was like his biggest out and out hit. And then he tried to go mainstream with Jersey Girl, and that cost 35 and made 35. And then, you know, it kind of starts to go, it starts to dip. Clerks 2 didn't make money, made a little bit. And then Zack and Mary made money, but I think that was just because Seth Rogen was like a breakout comedy star in 2008. And after that, it's just losing money. Tusk lost money. Yoga Posters lost money. Jane Side of Room lost money. Um, Clerks three lost money. Red State lost money, which See, I really like. But the thing about the thing about Kevin Smith to me is like I really like him. Like when he's on a podcast or does an interview, like I really he seems like a pretty nice person and knowledgeable, like super knowledgeable about movies and making movies and how it's done. And he's like open and describes. So I I like listening to him a lot, and he's like really funny too. Like when you hear him talk, 
Um, but I, I, the way you described this movie is kind of how I think of all of his movies. They're like, they're okay. Uh, there's some funny bits in, in it. And I, you know, like you said, it's sort of nostalgic because you think about how old this movie is, you know, we're talking 30 years now at this point that, yeah, you know, this movies we're approaching here. So like, it's an yeah. old movie. Yeah, all of his movies get by on vibes, I yeah. would argue, with the exception of Dogma, which has lots of really interesting ideas in it and really smart satire, I think, which is why it resonated with me. It's just got the sharpest ideas of, of any of his movies. Well, and it's one of the only movies with sort of a plot. I mean, there's, there's I guess, some Oh, there's direction. definitely a plot. No, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's got a clear plot. Absolutely. Yeah. Really, he's like one of the prototypes of the like let's just let's vibe and hang out like richard linklider his movies like well, richard linklider inspired him to do clerks he yeah. saw slackers have you ever seen slackers i have Slacker? not it's it's i don't think you'd like it on I my list of well i linklider is one of those guys like same with kevin smith i'm just i i mean some of his movies i think like boyhood's great like that's a legitimately great movie but there's no plot to that movie it's just watching oh, no. a kid grow up you know yeah you're all right and slacker doesn't have a plot either it's it makes me nostalgic, even though I was like seven in 1991. It also makes me nostalgic for this like period of time where I, I wasn't really participating in culture. But I mean, it just shows you Austin and the camera like will follow two people having a really weird ass conversation, like stoner, hippie, keep Austin weird conversation. And then it'll just follow a different person and it just moves and you just soak in Austin circa 1991. And it's a lot of weirdos just having conversations about weird stuff. Um, I love it, but I don't know if it's your speed, Eric, but it's worth a watch. I just don't know that you love it. But anyway, that movie, <laughs> Kevin Smith saw that. He's like, oh, if Slacker counts as a movie, I can make a movie. If that's a movie, I can do that. And then they, you know, he shot Clerks and that movie was yeah a big indie hit. Well, like, and there's literally no plot to Clerks. Like, no. N- no discernible thread. There's just them at the video store. Yep. Yep. But I also don't love this universe. I mean, I... I Maybe there are throngs of Kevin Smith fan that want the, you know, further adventures of all these characters, but I really don't. I saw Clerks 2, and I was like, man, I don't love these characters. And at some point, they get pathetic, right? Like, seeing these guys hanging out in a mall 10 years later would start to get really pathetic, and it'd be hard to make them look even vaguely heroic if they were, like, 35, right? It just doesn't land. The, the continuity also confuses me, too, because, mm-hmm. like, in, and you don't care about that, but, like... No, I don't, in, but that's fine. In this movie, the guy in Clerks is in it. He's one of the contestants on the game show, but he's not that same guy, is he? No, he he's not. He's not. Da- Dante is the guy from Clerks. Right, Dante. And right. that guy's name was not Dante. I don't remember what his name was, but it wasn't Dante. And Jay and Silent Ra- Bob are clearly the same people, they're, or they're supposed to be. But like... But uh, I don't get it. Like, Brody's Clerks- not... Is Brody in Dogma? He that guy, uh, Jason Lee is, but he's not Brody, right? No, I don't think so. I don't and think Brody that, shows up in any other movie. It, no, he doesn't. And I don't think uh, Jeremy London's character does either, whatever his name is. Yeah. Again, I Very forgettable. Um, and Ben Affleck's a different guy in Chasing Amy. Yeah, so there's really it, no continuity. Clerks take place in New Jersey? Yeah, That's yeah I think so. So yeah. why are James and Bob hanging out prairie mall if they live and hang out in new jersey why are i don't they- know if i don't know if they're actually supposed to be in minnesota like i think they just left it say eden prairie mall okay i don't know they never okay. make, they, they never say that minnesota makes sense. In this you're movie. right that makes perfect sense they're supposed to be quote unquote eden prairie new jersey new jersey yeah yeah I, that would make a billion times more sense okay i think i think that yeah that's the missing piece because um, a guy it's was heard that they show Rutgers. the out- maybe that was like part of the deals you got to show the outside of the mall or something like sure we want to make it seem mall. cool 
Yeah. Yeah, got it. That makes sense because the guy was from Rutgers and was like, why for this stupid game show where they fly somebody from New Jersey right. to Minnesota for what looks like a very cheap set for a very lame game show? I was like, oh, that makes sense. They're, they're, they're treating it like it's New Jersey and it just happens to be in Prairie. I'm projecting the Minnesota onto it, but in the universe of the movie, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't care. I don't know. Like at the end of this movie, it's like, it gave us a little, the stupid, like, epilogue. It reminded me of Animal House, right? I don't know if you remember the end of Animal House. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the characters get, like, what happened to them, and it's absurd, yeah. and, like, Bluto becomes a, sta- a senator. Like, J- you know, John Belushi's character. Like, the guy gets the Tonight Show and lives with his parents, and they get married at the Jaws ride. Yeah. yeah. And it's nonsense, and it doesn't make any sense. But then it's like, Jane Silent Bob will return, and it shows them on the road, and it's like, previewing Jane Silent Bob strike back and uh, the like, other man, thing, I don't care this is not exciting but other thing about this movie that and that ties into what you're saying is the soundtrack the Weezer song that plays at the end oh, of the yeah. movie fucking awesome Weezer it. song oh yeah but there's like some sound garden in this too oh like, it hits you yeah it's the nostalgia a lot of great buttons. great 90s rock tunes in this oh yeah for sure it, it's part of the vibes let's it's put you in that time and place you know I remember seeing the movie when I you know I was probably you know in my early twenties, when I saw Mall Rats, like, oh yeah, hit, hit the nostalgia button. But I'm like, I mean, even the the magic, the magic uh, painting thing, like that's such a tight. Like if I showed that to my kids, they'd be like, what? That, and, why? and that bit was so stupid, but they it's just so, laid so into dumb. it. Yeah, you're just yelling at kids, and they do the same joke over and over again. Everybody's uh, like, oh, a sailboat. It's not a scooter. It's a sailboat. Scooter is a sailboat, <laughs> idiot. And it just keeps doing it. Literally, I don't know how many people say like. Oh look, a sailboat! Like everybody just goes by and says it's a sailboat, and yet it works. And then he gets mad and shakes the stage. Um, but like Jane, Silent Bob, they work as side characters. I don't want a movie about them. I don't. I didn't like Jane, Silent yeah. Bob, Strike Back. I don't think I've seen that. I really don't. And you I don't have need no... to. I have, you don't need to have any. Did they break into a mall in that one? Is there something about a mall? I don't. Re- okay, I don't, maybe. Yeah, they, yeah, they, no, no, they, they commit a robbery. Robbery. Because okay. there's like a feminist terrorist group and one of them falls in love with Jay. Okay, maybe but I she have convinces seen that. them to like steal something. Yeah. And then he's like, I am the click commander because the name of That's the right. group is like the with Mark Hamill, isn't Mark Hamill? Eventually the... they have to fight Mark Hamill. Yep. Okay. And then I have seen Yeah, that movie's it's, terrible. It's not good. It didn't work for me the first time. Like I, I got nothing out of it. It's like, why are these side characters getting their own movie? It doesn't I don't care. And I and they rebooted it in twenty nineteen. I don't care. I mean it's I'm not as in, I'm not in love with this universe and these characters. Like it, it, it worked at a certain time and place. Like if I'm watching them in the '90s, it works. If I'm watching the original Clerks and it's in the black and white and they're there at the store when video stores were still around, right? In this just certain time and place, that works. But now you try to take these characters into the 21st century. I don't want them. I don't want them in the 21st century. Go away. What do you think Goodbye. about the referencing pop culture? Because like that that. It's fun. Oddly enough, it, it, like that's a Marvel thing, right? Every Marvel movie has some pop culture reference. I think in one of the Marvel movies, don't they? Isn't Infinity War where Tony Stark's like, "No more pop culture references out of you." Like that's like oddly descendant of this movie uh, or Kevin Smith because all of his movies reference other pop culture movies, which is I don't know. It's some sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And this movie felt a little annoying, like the Batman thing. It's like, where do you get these wonderful toys? Like that's not. Is that funny? Well, that wasn't clever. It was just a direct reference. It's not even really a spoof. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they do Star Wars. Literally, the scene with you know Kevin Smith ha- hanging down, 
trying to pull the cassette. That's the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, right? Right. Literally verbatim. There were a but couple that, others. That's that I using the the movie reference to like his life, which I guess makes sense that that guy would like do something that weird. I I just think like the the referencing other movies like in, as a joke, like what they say is I don't know. Well, if that the, I like that a little bit more again because it, it used to not be commonplace all the right. time. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Like this at the time, I think that's part of where Kevin Smith had it was like a refreshing new voice. It's like there weren't a lot of movies that were like that. That did. But now that. every movie is that Deadpool or whatever. Like every movie is just referencing other movies. Correct. Yeah, and it's not special or unique anymore. And I would say Kevin Smith has never been a mainstream filmmaker. I mean, if you're into movies, you're aware of him. But I mean, I think Dogma was his biggest hit, and that was like forty million is what it made. You know, he's never had a movie. I'm that's... Shocked he's never made a Marvel movie. Like, what's up with? Like, they have to have asked him, right? Or does he not want to do it? That's so weird to me that this guy who he's like the godfather of comic book in movies, comics in movies, never made a comic book movie. Well, he has the story, right? Isn't he? Doesn't he have a story about the Superman movie? Oh, the Nick Cage Superman movie. <clears throat> That's right. He was going to make that. That's true. Right. He has the one, and the guy ended up making Wild Wild West because he had the whole thing that he wanted them to be a giant metal spider, and then he put yep. that in Wild Wild West. Um, but I, I know I think he he would want to be able to do it his own way, and I, I think yeah. a lot of directors just don't want to be put in the Marvel machine where it's like you have like this tiny bit of creative freedom, and everything else is let's advertise more Marvel movies. Let's send it to the people doing all the CGI that are underpaid and crank out more movies. I, I think it's not gratifying if you want to make your own thing. If he if he had free reign to do what he wanted, didn't have to worry about continuity or tying into other movies, I think I would love to but, see a Kevin Smith superhero movie. But like I want to see a Marvel machine movie. The Boys that you ever watched on Amazon, the show The oh, Boys. Oh yeah, I'm in like, season two. I had that to take totally a break. seems like a Kevin Smith kind of thing. That he like that's the that's the kind of superhero shit he would make i think maybe, maybe I'm sure I, I'd, if he could make a movie like that of like an actual superhero that'd be that'd be really interesting but um his movies aren't that bankable i mean he's not really had anything that's a big hit he's never had a movie that costs more than 35 million to make that when I mean, that was jersey girl which was probably just ben affleck for the most part like ben affleck's salary at the time because it was probably cost a lot to have him in his movie um so i don't know i mean i don't think he's bankable i don't think any executive is gonna say hey this guy people like his movies and Marvel's thing seems to be like either take some new director and give them, you know, a chance to do a Marvel movie or taking some, I don't know. Sam Raimi did one. I don't know. Marvel's weird. Like Edgar Wright, they, he almost did one and then they fired but he left Cause he yeah. couldn't do what he wanted. He got to a point where he's like, okay, this is too restrictive and annoying. Like this is what I think the movie should be. Um, but yeah, I mean, he could make a, I think, or at least write a really good, I don't know if I'd want him to shoot it, but I think he could write a really good movie. I don't know. That's, but, but it's like, there's a window. Someone's going to say snoochie boochies. So maybe you're going to get Captain America to say snoochie boochies. I mean, I, I guess. Um, well, cause he, he hits the guy with the bat and then he says snoochie boochies. And then when he's, when the, he's, when the contestants, or he's like, you got to calm down. What do you got to do? He pulls out the bag of weed and he's like, snoochie boochie. So does that mean the same thing? He just hit no, a guy. It's it's context. Uh, it's okay. like, it's like, fuck, you know, uh, fuck you. I'm going to go fuck this fucking shit. Uh, it can be whatever word you want it to be. I don't know. He doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's like he does a Wolverine reference or weapon X at some point. He goes like, we're slashing. Yep. And at the time, I mean, that's not a thing most people would have gotten, I don't think. 
Um, I think the standard moviegoer would be like, whatever. I don't, I don't know what he's That's even talking weird. about. Yeah, yeah. Um, nowadays, of course, there's been I don't know 18 Wolverine movies. People would understand what it is, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just think yeah, for for a certain nerd culture, mostly white guys liking the pop culture reference, liking a movie that celebrates being a nerd. Um, uh, that that was kind of fun for a while, and then it stopped being fun. I don't know. Um, yeah, it has kind seen... of gone full circle on it, hasn't it? It's kind of interesting watching it now. Yeah, where... I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but I don't. I mean, it's not it's not going to make my top 500 movies of all time list, that's for sure. Um, but I, you know, I, I enjoyed. It. I did, have you seen Do... Tusk? No. See, and I haven't either. And I have zero. That's Justin interest. Long, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know yeah. what happens in it. It's not a mystery. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen yoga posers either. No, you this... said that earlier, and I was like, "What the?" F- what I just the hell I was looking through his disc or filmography because he was going to do like honestly, a trilogy seen, of horror movies. I have not seen hardly any of them. The only I'm, one I would recommend to cop out. I have seen. I have seen that. I I kind of enjoyed that. He didn't awesome. write that movie, but it's it's kind of fun. It didn't look interesting to me at the time. Yeah. I was already kind of on the outs. I like Zach and Miri make a porno, but that was mostly because like Seth Rogen's kind of funny. It's not great. He didn't write like, that either. Yeah, it was just you had some of the some of the usual actors he had in it um, from from his crew. I mean, Elizabeth Bank and Seth Rogen, they're kind of sweet. It was kind of funny. It wasn't amazing. There's some gross out stuff in there. But it was just kind of like, all right, I, I've gotten the, the, the sell by date for Kevin Smith movies has passed. The only one I recommend that you watch that I think is worth a watch is Red State. I'm not Red I don't State. want to promise it will change your life, but it's, totally it's more different. of a horror movie. It's like out and out thriller slash horror movie. It's got very almost overtly political and it's pretty much not funny at all. Like don't go in expecting jokes. It's <laughs> very, very serious. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I would recommend it. That's worth a watch. I think it's, I think it's really good. Um, but it's, if you want a Kevin Smith movie, I don't think his fans would, would watch it and think, I mean, I think you'd be disappointed if you wanted the typical Kevin Smith experience, but um. But yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot else to say about Mallrats. It's very, very silly. Um, the protagonist is pathetic all the way through, and he's rewarded for being pathetic. Jason Lee is rewarded for being pathetic. He doesn't have to change at all. He doesn't have to grow, right? This is part of the oh, fantasy. Yeah. He gets to stay just how he is, right? We talked a lot about eighth grade, Kayla changing. These characters are clearly pathetic, but they're our heroes, and we just celebrate them at the end. But he's also still kind of pathetic because he lives with the mom, but he's hosting the Tonight Show. It doesn't make any sense. It's absurdist. Yeah, it's I just silly. wonder if, like, are we too sensitive for movies like this now, or is it just that nobody, people aren't making this because we decided it's not funny anymore? I don't know. I just, I, I kind of long for a, you know, a comedy that's not. It doesn't have to have a message, you know what I mean? It could just be funny, like, and that's what this movie is. There's, there's no real message about it. It's not trying to change no. the world. Um, it's just some guy's perspective on funny stuff that ha- might happen, and it's kind of funny. And I, I just, I kind of long for movies like that. They're, I wish they existed now. I mean, I, I think in general, yeah, the culture is not that interested. I mean, what was the last comedy movie you that came out where you remember like? Oh yeah, that was really funny. Um, eighth grade probably. I laughed a lot doing everything everywhere all at once. Like, I I was just full of. It's too weird for you. Hot dog fingers, 
and the uh, the 2001 hot really com- that's which is one oscar for best picture i would not say that's a comedy movie i think i don't know it's kind of an action comedy there's some really overtly comedic stuff with the raccoon under the hat i don't know that's fine but i i i, I had a lot of overt laughs from everything everywhere all at once eighth grade I, I I think Judd Apatow was like the last of these kind of movies. Like since he's and he doesn't really make a whole lot of these anymore. Um, like forgetting Sarah Marshall, like those that kind of movie just they just don't come out anymore. Um, I mean, uh, now you you said him earlier and I can't think of his name, but um, the movie about the Wall Street collapse. Adam McKay, yeah, Adam Big McKay. Short, Big yeah. Short. I laughed a lot during the big short. I mean, it's depressing. But he's, yeah, I mean, is that, are those even really comedy? Talladega Nights is a comedy and, you know. Well, Step Brothers is around the the same time as Jedi. But those are almost 20 years old now at this point, you know. Sure. What what was Step Brothers, like 2010? It doesn't matter. That's still 15 years. Um, I don't know. I mean, these comedies don't work for me anymore. Like, I don't, Blockers is one that came out that's kind of like that. It's got a message, quote unquote, but. It's very broad and silly. It doesn't exist in reality. The characters aren't plausible. Everything that happens is ludicrous and raunchy. Um, and that yeah. movie just didn't work for me at all. Neighbors, like Seth Rogen's done some of these movies. but And the Fairley Brothers are still... They, they had the one that just came out with Johnny Knoxville, or no, um, Woody Harrelson, um, where he, he's a basketball coach and he gets in uh, trouble, then he gets demoted, and he teaches like a... He has to coach a, a special needs team people down syndrome and he coaches that team yeah um so it's kind of like i don't know i so i think they're around but they're not mainstream hits the hangover is like the last like series i remember being like this big that was such a huge movie too when that and came they made out. three of those movies I know. and they were they all just pretty remade big them like the exact oh, same sure. movie <laughs> yep it's because i think the last one was probably like 2012 2013 and we were talking 10 yeah. years ago <clears throat> and then they just yeah they just kind of vanished um do you the think that like change? But yeah, if I someone expect- tried it, it would it would be successful. Like, it depends on what they do. I mean, I don't know. A bunch of white guys being drunk and obnoxious and being assholes is probably not going to resonate with the culture writ large now. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. I don't think. But if you get a few million dollars and you want to fund it, I mean, then you that's can try. the other funny about Mallrats. Like, there is not a person of color in this entire movie. Nope. I mean, there's lots. I I don't honestly, I don't think there was like looking back on it, not even a side character or someone that had a line. I don't think there was a single. When you look at the audience, it was like, that's a lot of white people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No. And, and if you're interested at all, like in the female perspective, I mean, the women are absolutely objects. Yeah. It's a totally misogynistic movie. Like, but all of those movies were back then, you know, old school, old school (laughs) and completely misogynistic, right? Like, all yep. of them, you know, but you mentioned, uh, well, Caddyshack has its problems as well. And oh, Caddyshack Animal, probably Animal House is like one of the worst too. Like that movie's terrible in terms oh, of yeah. Oh, yeah. sexism and. Oh yeah. It's the, it's yeah, no, I think that era is gone. I don't think it's coming back like that. I think we're too acutely aware of that kind of stuff, but you could still make a movie about like dudes in college or dudes in high school, like trying to have sex and not right. Not make it problematic. There's gotta be a way to do that and still have it be funny. Right. No, potentially. I don't know. When did super bad come out? I mean, that's 2008, I think. Um, 
I mean, it, it maybe is. I, I know National Lampoon still cranks out those like direct to DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, like National Lampoon's American Pie Bandcamp. I mean, those movies still get made, but they are absolutely not mainstream anymore. They're just cranked out shitty boner comedies. But yeah, I don't know. The boner comedy is kind of an old thing. It's just done. I don't know. It is like literally done. It's a it's a genre movie that's just over. It's and it just happens. People just like stop. They're like, I don't want that anymore. It's like the Western, right? I mean, there, there'll be one that pops up every now and then, but it's not a mainstream genre anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It's like people smoking profusely in movies. I, you know, it's, unless you're really trying to make a comment about their character, you're just not going to see it. I don't know. I mean, it, these movies came and came and went. This happens to every genre. And it's, I mean, I get that. Uh, you know, it, it, to me, I'm nostalgic a little bit because I remember liking these movies, too. But I don't know there's there's plenty of these movies that still exist. You can rewatch the the classics. There are probably some smaller ones that you haven't seen that were made. I don't know. Got like Tommy Boy. I'm dumb and dumber. I, I loved these movies. They're just like indelible to who I am and what I like about movies. But they don't exist anymore. Yeah, when was the the most recent Dumb and Dumber or whichever one with Jim Carrey? When did that I, come out? I almost not that long ago, like five years ago, maybe. I don't know. It okay. really it wasn't that long ago. Did you watch it? I've never seen it. No, I didn't want to because I've heard it's not good, and I don't. Oh, I hate Although, comedy sequels. I hate them. I, I we, did we talk about? Yeah, I think Anchorman Two is actually pretty funny. It's okay. I, I think it works. I think it works. It's definitely not as good as the first one. But. <clears throat> That's the thing. It's like categorically not as good as the first one. It's it was okay. I laughed a couple of times, but it's like you're just rehashing the jokes. Um, I don't want to see the sequel to Super Troopers. I, you know, I love Super Troopers. That was a movie that my friends and I quoted relentlessly. I also like filmed in Minnesota, right? All those guys are from Minnesota. <laughs> are they? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. No, but. You know, I don't know. I, I don't like comedy sequels, and I think, yeah, they're, they're mostly gone. I don't know. And you're not going to get too many. I mean, whatever. Booksmart, we talked about it last week. What's that, three or four years ago? Booksmart is it? Is, okay, so that's an example of, a, I think, a really funny movie that has some of the same themes. It's like high school, having sex, getting fucked up, doing stupid shit. But it's, I, I think it's done in a, in a very respectful way to people of different genders and different orientations and all that stuff. I, I, I think that's a good example of how, I don't know. It's been, maybe it wasn't successful. I don't remember if it was like, uh, but why that hasn't just been like copied over and over again. I, I don't think it was, I don't think it made a lot of money. Um, it's very good. I really like bridesmaids was a big hit, but I don't even remember. There aren't that many bridesmaids copycats, you know, were no. there? No, I no. I don't remember that many, but that's a, another example. Like that movie's really funny. Uh, I think it's probably more on the problematic side for certain things, you know, but I don't rem- uh, I mean, you could be right. I don't remember it that well. I mean, it's yeah. been over a decade since I've seen it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, so, well, I mean let's, I'd love let's, to see one. Somebody out there make a funny movie again. I'd love to see a funny movie. Well, funny I, in the particular way Eric wants it to be funny. Well, you can't uh, have the a particular message. way that everybody thought it was funny 20 years ago. Well, that that isn't happening. The everybody agrees on what's. I mean, I, I, monoculture is almost gone. I mean, we don't agree on hardly anything. Everything's divisive. Star Wars divisive. Everything. It's just, well, just enough where there's a large enough segment of people that find it funny. I don't know. Like, well, that's fine. I mean, I, I've seen movies that I think are funny, but they're not. They're not the kind of movies you want. Um, with uh, you know a lot of throwaway gags that don't correspond to anything and it's just 
silliness for an hour and a half. But I mean, let's let's give a rating to mall rats. What would you? Where are you at with mall rats? I was somewhere in the three three ish range, maybe three and a half, maybe two and a half, somewhere in between there. I'll stay with three. We are in lockstep for the first yeah. time in a while. It's three. I feel like three is kind of generous, really. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not that good, really. It's this is a very subjective if, rating. If you show this movie to somebody who didn't grow up in the '90s, who's like a 25 year old dude right now, they would be like, "What the fuck is this?" They like, wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah. like, wait, you guys like this shit? Yeah. Sure. It, it a bit like wait, if he's you, talking about Wolverine, like you mean like the Wolverine from the movies? Like what? Yeah. Well, it wasn't in movies back then. You know, you'd have to. It explain was a lot it. cooler because not everybody yeah. did it. Um, yeah. Or like how I'd look at somebody watching Ski School or something. Like I, I didn't see Ski School, but there's just a lot of like even crazier or like Porky's. I don't know. Porky's was yeah. never like my jam, but it, other people nostalgic for it. I don't know. But yeah, three is just, and that is really subjective. I'm, I mean, if I were trying to give it artistic merit, I might go like a two. I really, I don't think it's very good. I mean, it, it kept, I kept thinking this is shot like a sitcom. It's really, really not fun to look at at all for the most part. Um, but it's just nostalgia and well i mean it brings up a good like seinfeld was really big then you know i mean that that had a huge influence on comedy it does have a little bit of a seinfeldy kind of vibe to it a little bit yeah i don't like i had to defend my libido the scene in the elevator that that feels like it could have been a a seinfeld scene almost um but i'm just (laughs) This There's is, a lot of sight gags like Kramer-esque, like where he turns and hits his head on the thing and yelling oh, at yeah. the kid for the escalator. That seems like a Seinfeld kind of bit. Yeah. Silent Bob slipping on the stupid, the, 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 the little back and forth with the kid. He's mean to the kid. Yeah. So the kid throws the little truck out and then Silent Bob ends up crashing in and we see him break into the wardrobe twice. He crashes in the wardrobe twice and that woman who's in Chasing Amy, I don't even know the actor's name, but she, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just the same bit again. And so Bob doesn't have to go boobs. to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, you get some very gratuitous nudity for yeah. no reason. Yep. She's that, trying that's on. That's another, pain. that is like a lost, like that. When, I, if you showed that to like a 20 year old, they'd be like, what is that? Like you could just, there's just boobs for no reason. Like, yeah, for that no used reason. to be in like every movie that came out. If it was an R rating, it meant you were going to see some boobs at some point throughout the movie. Yeah, and she's trying on panties, literally just on the in the Victoria's Secret or whatever, just trying them on and off. Just whatever. Okay. Uh, Silent Bob doesn't get hurt even though he crashes. Well, that's what I was like, they knew who these movies were for. These were for like twenty-year-old white dudes. Like they knew exactly. People didn't see this. This is a movie that made two million dollars. That's true. And it had a budget of six million. I mean, that's. But I think Kevin Smith is like, I'm. This is what I want. Because sure, I'm a 22 year old white guy, and this is the this is everything I want, and so I'm just gonna make a movie that has everything. He, that he I want. made the movie you wanted, yeah. right? He had enough clout to get it done. Off of the, off I of think the, maybe that's what it's like. He didn't care, like if it was a hit. He didn't care if it appealed to other people. It's like this is what I want, yeah, and sure. he, that's what he did. Sure. And that's I think we need more of that. I think we need more people saying I don't care if this appeals to other people. I think this is just this is what I want to see and what I care about. Well, the that you sort of get, personal get, is more universal, I think, for in most cases. Uh, sure. Well, that that's true, but you got to convince somebody to give you money to do that. That's the tricky part. Um, or put it on a credit card, like Kevin Smith did. Well, then you have to make a move for twenty-seven grand. But yeah, you can try. Sure. Um, but no, yeah, it's a it's a movie of a certain time, a certain place. 
when I was younger. It's I'm it's glad I watched definitely. it. I was happy to watch it. Sure, I, it made me. I mean, I should watch Chasing Amy, and then then I don't need to see Kevin Smith movie again for a very long time. Um, it's the only one I'm like, man, I should. I, that movie yeah. was well regarded. People liked it, and I just never got around to watching it. So, agreed. Let's let's get to let's get to six degrees of feel the dreams. Okay. Uh, would you like me to start? Sure. All right. So I went with uh, her name is Claire Forlani, I think is her name. She plays Brandy. She is uh, T.S.'s girlfriend that breaks oh, up. T.S. is the guy's name. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's in The Rock. Welcome to The Rock. Yeah, I, I remember she The plays, Rock. She uh, plays uh, Kevin or Sean Connery's daughter, I think. Right? Yeah. Um. Nicholas Cage is in The Rock. Nicholas Cage is in Face Off with John Travolta, who's in Pulp Fiction with Frank Wally. Okay. I did uh, Michael Rooker, who's uh, the dad. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about Michael Rooker. Like, I... <laughs> the whole, like, the stink palm thing that he really like, sucks on his finger and he's got the melting uh, uh, pretzel. Like, oh, man. Like, what a stupid gag. But, like, it, it doesn't make any sense to you because I don't think that character would eat those for even a no. second. Like it's so implausible. I'm like, he wouldn't eat those. There's just no way. He would just, just say melting. That. Like you would look at them like, what the no, I'm not eating your melting right, chocolate like, pretzels. Like, what are you talking about? But the film wants him to eat it, so he eats the shit covered pretzels. I, it made me laugh. I don't know. Like it's he so gets, stupid. That is it's like just, totally a caddyshack joke. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. And he gets sick and he doesn't go home and he's just puking into a bag, which looks too small to hold puke anyway. I think that like, I loved how the bag it was like a paper bag, but then it had like a plastic bag inside it, you know? Seems yeah. like well thought out. If you're going to throw up into it, you don't want to just throw up in the paper bag. It would just rip through, you know? Got to have some something to hold it in there. Yeah, I guess. And then Jason Lee wins the crowd over with just by being an idiot who doesn't know what making Whoopi is. And I, I don't know. Like they don't even try to hide their voices. They just, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they just complain and whine. And like, what are they even fighting about? What's going on? I, it's... It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But uh, Michael Rooker, um, he's in a lot of stuff, uh, but he's in Mississippi Burning um, with Willem Dafoe, a movie I think I saw in high school in like class, um, but have almost no memory of other than there was some cross burning. Um, Willem Dafoe is in The Last Temptation of Christ, Scorsese movie, controversial, um, with a fellow named Harvey Keitel. And Harvey Keitel, I have to pull this up because I do not know. All right. And Harvey Keitel is in a movie called oh. Buffalo Bill and the Indians or Sitting Bull's History Lesson, which is a, uh, according to Wikipedia, a 1976 revisionist Western directed by Robert Altman. Um, and it, it stars a lot of people, but it's got Burt Lancaster in it, um, who is in Field of Dreams. You could have done Pulp Fiction, too. Like, come on. Oh, that's right. Harvey Keitel is, is in Pulp Fiction, but yeah. Yeah, trying to be original. Uh, you know, Pulp Fiction... And so we, we all hop around, but um, all right. So I've got some clues. We're going to do a new movie. I got it. I got clues. Eric's going to see if he can guess what movie we're doing next. Um, and so let's start with Eric. The year, as I always do, because I'm lazy. 1956. Whoa, we're going way back. 1956. Okay. So clue number two, this is the first movie that had a, a, purposeful 
behind the scenes that was shot concurrently with the movie. I'm the first one to do it. Hmm. Behind the scenes with the movie. Uh. uh Hitchcock movie? Are we. Oh. Could be. Are you going to guess the Hitchcock movie? I mean, like, North by movie? Northwest. I don't know what year that came out. I think that was 59, and it's not okay. North by Northwest. Um, so, uh, a, a scene in this movie actually inspired the scene in Star Wars A New Hope when Luke Skywalker comes back and sees his aunt and uncle burned to a crisp. That sequence. It's taken almost directly from this movie. I mean, not not as explicit, I guess, but... Oh, uh... Like seven, seven Samurai, older than that. It is older, isn't it? I mean, you're close with Seven Samurai. It's not Seven Samurai. I think Kurosawa. Seven Samurai is fifty-four. Okay. You're very close. You're a couple years off. Yojimbo. That's not Yojimbo. Nope. Um, Throne, of, Throne of Blood. Um, nope. It's not Throne of Blood. Okay. Although he, he, I mean, you're right that that Lucas stole heavily from Kurosawa. Right. That's what. It's j- not a Kurosawa movie. I'll just it's not can, Kurosawa. Okay. In this particular scene. Um. The star of the movie is Marion Morrison. Should I know that name? Uh, that's a good question. We'll get to it. Um, okay. But I, I think you probably do know the name. Um, if you really think about it. Um, so that didn't help. All right. Then the last thing, the director of this movie was actually played by David Lynch in a recent 2022 film. Oh. That was not in the press picture. So we're talking Ford. There you go. It's not the man who shot Liberty Balanced, right? No. That's 62. I don't know, like Stagecoach or something? Stagecoach is 39. I wouldn't make oh. you watch Stagecoach. Okay. I've seen Stagecoach. Oh, wow. Why did you watch Stagecoach? It went on a run for watching Westerns. I, yeah, I don't know. What's the... Uh, it's the movie is The Searchers. Oh, okay. So John Wayne's the star. His yeah. birth name was Marion Morrison. I was being... Ah. clever um that was his birth name but obviously john wayne is the star okay um by some considered to be the best or one of the best westerns of all time yeah the, the, i haven't seen it in a long time the door shot right where they, that's like the original walking through the door where you see the landscape uh there well there, there there's that shot there are a lot of great shots in it i mean i i think it's a good movie that's a, a spoiler um but I think there's a lot of stuff to talk about. I wanted to wanted to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in probably 15 years. I think it's a, a great Western to talk about and one that's well regarded. I mentioned Westerns. I have recently watched this. So, but oh, you I, have? Yeah, probably oh. within the last year. Oh, wow. You watched it on your own? Yeah, well, like I said, I watched a bunch of Westerns. Like Stagecoach was one of them. I think I watched a bunch of John Ford. I thought movies. about doing this like a few months ago and decided yeah. not to. I think I was. I felt bad about doing too many old movies and just like, oh, no, spare it. That's all right. All right, well, I, I'm going to rewatch it. Um, you rewatch it or not, depending on how well you remember yeah, it. Yeah, no, but, I will. Um, I also thought about doing Swiss Army Man, but I didn't want to hear you complain about Paul Dano. <laughs> you don't like him again? I didn't want to get back into that territory. Have you seen that before? No, I haven't. I saw okay. it on, on we HBO should do Max. it sometime, because I haven't seen. I have not seen it either. I was like, I loved everything I've ever all at once. You probably see the first movie. Um, it looks weird in a way that works for me, and maybe you don't like, but uh, but it does star Paul Dano, so you'll have to get past uh well, we'll see if I like. I have yet to like him really in a movie, so we'll, well see. Well, I'll keep that on the back burner then, as as a possibility. Honestly, someday. I think it's why I haven't like. I didn't like the Batman movie. I, that mo- that movie should be everything I love. Like it's like a detective movie. It's, seems kind of a dark Batman movie. 
but I have I, I watched it once and I, I don't know. I've never really desired to revisit it. Oh, it's pretty dreary. I don't know. It's pretty depressing. It's, long. And it's like two it, and a half, three hours long. It's yeah. like, I don't need to see a, just a bleak movie about a terror. I mean, it's like, okay, I can only handle so much cynicism. I'm cynical enough as it is. Sometimes I need a little, give me a nice Superman positive, you know, Christopher Reeves coming and saving everything in brightly colored. It's not that it's horrifying, but um, searchers next week. Searchers. Cool. Nice to see you. Nice to see you.